Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 19th episode of Riverdale Season 4, the finale of Season 4, the premature finale, but finale nonetheless, Killing Mr. Honey. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful and charming Kirsten McInnes. Kirsten, what did you think of the finale? I actually really liked it. I think it's my favorite Riverdale finale to date. Wow. I thought it was fun. I feel like what they normally do with, like, wrapping things up a few episodes early and then, you know, starting a new plot after that kind of sucks. So I kind of like that we didn't get everything tied up in a neat bow and we have to wait. Okay. Interesting. Interesting tape. Luckily for me, we are also joined by the equally spectacular Hannah Elam. So Hannah, are you going to be on my side or Kirsten's side for this finale? I am still undecided. I think that I didn't care for the book, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Jughead's writing is bad and we've been (laughs) new. Yeah. So that part was just like, uh, and and it's one of those parts where they were trying to like overly act during it. And so it's just, I don't know. It's it's hard hard to say because there are so still some questions left open like everything isn't resolved necessarily like we have some of the Mr. Honey stuff you know maybe he'll still be involved some way if we get some more of the Stonewall people well I guess everyone's going to college so I don't really know there's still a lot of questions for me that I don't really feel resolved and the end of it was sufficiently creepy just like when we saw the first video so I didn't appreciate that either (laughs) because it was right before I was going to bed that I watched this episode so I was <laughs> severely it creeped was out. Sc- it was too scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I think overall my issue is less to do with like the content of the episode because I, I yeah I thought a lot of the scenes were relatively entertaining and interesting. I think the tone just felt super off to me and I think it's probably because especially for a finale and I know that that's probably because this wasn't originally supposed to be the finale. I think it's the the, the style choices that they tried to do with this sort of like part of the episode being a story that was being written and not something real that was happening. It felt like if it felt like the choices that the characters are making in the story, particularly with Betty and Jughead, were being were affecting the way I was looking at the real characters. Like Betty and Jughead felt very off to me in this story. It was like they went from being, you know, kind of annoying teenagers to being like full on creepy evil people in real life. Did anyone else get that vibe? Was that just me? In the real life episode? Are you saying because of the way that they were treating the story? Well, because of the way they were treating the story and also because those two characters were the only ones who, even in the rewrite redemption end of the story, didn't get a good rewrite. Like, they they weren't rewritten. They were still, their characters were still beating that same drum. Yeah, because I think that what happened was, you know, the book that Jughead is writing the whole time is kind of like an expression of their hatred for Principal Honey, who just, I want to get out of the way here. Even before we found out that Honey was, like, doing good things, I was Team Honey all the way. Like, that man, forever the most normal person of Riverdale. So they were just kind of like, yeah, we hate him, so this is going to be expression of that hatred. And then when they found out that he wasn't actually the bad guy and that he'd been doing some really great things for Riverdale High, I think Jughead and Betty just felt so guilty that Jughead probably didn't feel like they deserved to be good guys in the story and so he kept them that way in the written word 
heard. I don't think that that makes them bad people in real life. Uh, I mean, more so than actually writing a book about murdering your principal is. Anyways, like that's more messed up than anything else that happened. Yeah, I, I think maybe I'll be able to explain more how I was feeling when we talk about it, the episode in full. But maybe it was partially the fact that I assumed based on the title of this episode that this was going to be the episode where we realize, oh, honey is actually not the most normal guy. He is evil and terrible and and that's and everything makes sense. They're justified in their hating of him. But I think it's way more creepy and disturbing to realize, no, he's a nice guy and these kids' continual hatred with their principal makes them look bad, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, it makes them look bad. It doesn't make them look evil. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think that I could ever I, I guess I'm that always that kind of person who like even if I'm talking about whatever a celebrity and I'm like, oh I hate them. Two seconds later I'm like either out loud or in my head, I'm like, well I don't really I don't really hate them. I don't know. Like that's a strong word. I'm not gonna say that. Like I feel like that's the kind of person I am. So when I hear like I could never imagine even if I really disliked one of my teachers wanting to talk about and fantasize and write about murdering them. Yeah, but you're not from Riverdale. That's what I was just thinking. I'm a real person. (laughs) You're right. Sure. So we can jump in and go through the episode and talk about it all sort of in one shot because it jumps back and forth a lot. We'll try to be clear when we're talking about what's really happening versus what they're writing in this story. Big take of the episode is Jughead's writing this this story throughout the process. So first we start with Jughead voiceover as Jughead and Betty and Charles are looking at another one of the tapes. Jughead says, forget art imitating life. Here we had a case of art imitating death the snuff film that showed jason blossom being murdered by dear old dad in a bizarre recreation of it so it's that clip that we saw at the very end of the previous episode that cheryl and tony had been watching a tape of jason blossom's murder happening again with the like creepy mask faced people on the one thing that i i have to quibble with about this jughead voiceover i know that somebody wrote the line this was art imitating death and thought that they were so funny and so clever but guess what everyone death is part of life it's not clever it's just annoying yeah so that's nothing new for jughead voiceovers jug and betty and charles are watching this tape they're wondering why the voyeur has switched to recreating the deaths or near deaths rather than just being a voyeur showing their homes from the outside but eddie thinks that this might be pointing towards a real murder that's going to happen my question is how did the blue velvet place that had the creepy back room that video store how did they get the original copies of the video of this murder because i i still feel like we figured that betty and cheryl were the only two who had a copy the tape itself wasn't always vhs tapes like there were digital copies so like i wouldn't be surprised if there were more copies than we know about even if yeah the police would have a copy for evidence maybe that got stolen or was you know given away like i don't think that we're supposed to really no i don't i don't think it matters but I think it's one of those like annoying plot holes that Riverdale has where I feel like it should be important how that tape got out, you know, because it was a digital, it, it was a digital form. So how did someone get the digital form and then turn it into a tape? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think it'd be that hard. It's we just, just interesting. don't know who it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it will more or less be explained when we actually find out who the voyeur is at the beginning of season five. Probably. Betty goes to give her proof of the yearbook to Principal Honey. And this is sort of where we get the first bit of this episode of Teenage 
teachers hating Mr. Honey. She takes the yearbook to him and he says, there weren't, it's not going to be a yearbook this year because the deadline was missed. She's like, oh no, I'm going to go to the printers this afternoon. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm supposed to approve every page. So that's not going to happen. And I, I do agree that this is like, he's being annoying and he is punishing the whole school for a mistake that she made. Like, I feel like most principals or teachers I've had would be like, okay, you know, here's a warning. You know, I'm very disappointed, but yeah, but I'm Betty's gonna had do enough it. warnings. I think that if it if it had been any other student at the school, I guarantee you, Honey would have been like, listen, like here's the real life implications of all of this, but here's what we're gonna do to make it happen, and you're like you're gonna learn through this. With Betty, he's just like this FP has had so many warnings and options. But but I also feel like she only found out last episode that she was in charge of doing this. I mean, yearbook technically, stuff. she should have always known. That well, she, was she should have. But I just think that, like, first off, in a high school, one person is not in charge of the yearbook. There's not just one person on that entire staff. Why? Obviously, Everett and Riverdale is too cool to be on the okay. yearbook committee. Well, there should be more people, and there also should have been more than one day, you know, one episode's worth of notice from the principal. Like, the teachers or principals would have been checking in with Betty for months on how the yearbook is going. You start working on the yearbook at the beginning of the year. So, Yeah, but she's anyway. been preoccupied with other things like murder and her boyfriend dying so it's hard to focus on the yearbook when there's other things going on in life mary he's just not understand i'm just like <laughs> i can understand why she's a little upset about this but not to the extent that she brings up later so jughead then gets a call from dina lunham i think is what it's supposed to be which we presume someone reached out to me and thought that this was a play on lena dunham which probably is so we're trying to figure out what the iowa connection to lena dunham might be it's in girls according to our google searches okay so girls is set in iowa or the character she plays in girls is from iowa or something it's not set in iowa i only watched half of one episode of girls and then i had to turn it (laughs) off because i hated it so much i hated it so much kirsten is not happy about this close with no cigar i couldn't well no i don't care i just i don't like lena dunham anyways but like on top of that i did try to watch girls and i was like what is this but according to our google search part of the i think the last season of girls was supposed to be filmed at the university of iowa and they said no because like it wasn't going to represent well on this like they didn't have any way of guaranteeing it would represent well on the school so like why would they let them film on campus so this is a weird way of looping back to that i think it's weird that i mean we've talked about this before the way they pick and choose these close but no cigars the fact that they're using a name of a celebrity when we mention celebrities all the time on the show well because lena dunham wouldn't work at the university of iowa you know Mm-hmm. but it's a way of giving a nod oh okay thank you for explaining i mean i'm joking yeah. <laughs> what i find more weird is that they're using university of iowa straight up <laughs> when like it's not an ivy so i'm surprised they're giving it a straight up shout out i know i think none of this is ever gonna make sense so let's just hop aboard this episode <laughs> so she's the admissions coordinator of the University of Iowa, which apparently has an amazing writing program. I don't know if that's true. I'll take their word for it. Jughead has to write. I'm going to plant my flag that they don't. Really? I mean, I've never heard of it, but I've also never researched college I'm, writing I'm programs. looking it up. Okay. They do have a writer's workshop, which is a two 
two-year residency program. Interesting. Well. Oh, it's it's celebrated. So oh, okay. I guess they have a good writer's. But the a writer's workshop doesn't seem like, it seems like something you do after you have a degree because it's a two-year program. I don't know. But the, the uh, famous University of Iowa writing program, Jughead. Yeah, the 18 Pulitzer winners. Wow. Oh, wow. So Jughead is on the list. He was thinking that he was going to get in in the spring, but apparently if he writes another story that they can approve, he can get in by the fall. It's a master's degree. I knew it when they said two years. But he's still <laughs> not graduating, question mark? He, I, yeah, I think, he, I think he's, he's not... still going to have to take summer classes regardless. I don't know. Remember Betty gave him that binder. He could catch up. Yeah, but he hasn't. Uh. we haven't seen the binder in weeks. And here's the other thing. We have seen Jughead's writing, and it's bad. <laughs> he wouldn't get into a celebrated writer's workshop. I don't understand why they're like they're shouting out a master's program for someone who's not going to graduate high school. I'm out on this plot line. Okay. But yeah. you know what? In the end, Mr. Honey thinks that he could really change the world. Mm, okay. Has Honey seen a sample of Jughead's writing? I don't think so. Jughead is going to get on this story and Betty's really upset about Mr. Honey and so she's like, hey, Jughead, write a monster story where Mr. Mr. Honey is the monster. And I understand that you're trying to be like, oh, look, what's happening in real life? It, it's going to influence the writing. But also, th- this is a dumb idea. On so many accounts, this is bad. It would look really sketchy if you went to a school where your admissions essay was about how you had killed a teacher. Like, that's terrifying. I mean, it's not an admissions essay. It was supposed to be another short story. And since his fiction is like oh. murder mystery, that's the thing. What bothers me... It doesn't necessarily bother me that they would write a story that's like loosely based on like the death of one of their teachers, but it doesn't have to be with their names and that specific teacher's names. It should have been about a group of like anonymous teens and anonymous principal. It shouldn't have been right killing Mr. Hunt. Like it's it, that's what's messed up to me. Yeah, it, it's messed up. And I just, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, if, if his whole thing is that he writes murder mystery, which maybe he should find a different genre. And also, I don't really get the whole, like, oh, he's he's good at writing murder because he started writing when Jason Blossom got murdered. And the writing was more about, like, how this murder affected a town. He didn't come up with the murder or the story. So I'm not sure why he, I mean, and everything else that we've heard that he's written has been, like, basically just writing down what happened in his life. Like, but little did they know that the perfect murder was about to be committed? Little did they know. No. So Jughead and Archie are the only ones who are not barred from prom, apparently, because of Ticklegate, the quiz show thing, and apparently Cherry Bomb disqualified Veronica, Cheryl, and the Vixens. So Yes, because we actually got a resolution to that coach. She did not yes. die in the office. She just had a panic attack and quit. Which I think is great that we found that out. That's amazing. Except she's dead in the office. This was just a cover-up. <laughs> oh my god. What go remains away. on the canon list Literally stays there. go away. So then Betty was saying, the one thing that would stop Mr. Honey is if we killed him. And she gives a long pause there. A little bit too long for me. Or scared him enough to make him leave town. <laughs> she's like, just kidding. Unless. Well, so this <laughs> is what I'm saying about like this episode being weird. If this episode was leaning in to Betty has a really dark side, everyone else was just kind of like, haha yeah that'd be funny but then Betty is like no really we should kill him 
then that would be kind of intriguing. It's like, oh, we're getting Dark Betty again. We're getting like her side that's a little bit messed up no, or whatever. we're sick of Dark Betty. Okay, but I just think it would be, it would that would make more sense than like Betty has snapped and like is realistically fantasizing about this murder of her teacher. And that's just not, I mean, that's I mean, not what I've seen from her in the past. I don't think she actually wants to murder her teacher. I think it's one of those things where when you get really mad, you're like, mm, I could kill him. But you would never actually do but it. But I'm just, I'm just thinking about the people in the past that she's been really mad at, like Brett or whatever. She never was like, let's just kill Brett. If anything, she would get mad at Archie or Jughead when they would like try to beat him up. And she's like, this is not how we handle things. I, it just seemed out of character for her, but Well, especially whatever. after she was concerned about being a, uh, having the murdered, right? And so then to right. just offhandedly say, let's murder him. It just, yeah, I agree. It seems out of character. And it's also like, you've got this whole voyeur issue, voyeur, how do you say it? I, am I saying Yeah, that? no, you're right. Voyeur, voyeur issue going on. And so I feel like that should be her prime focus. She's getting sidetracked by, she, you're actually involved in like a creepy, not murder yet, but a creepy mystery. Why are you fantasizing about a, a separate one? I don't know. It, whatever. It was just came off weird to me. She was describing how they would, how they would kill him or scare him enough to leave town. And then, so this is where we start getting the like story version of the show. So Jughead is, I, you presume, listening to this or, or taking notes as she's talking. I feel like some of this though was them actually scheming, like the initial stuff. Right. I could, it's hard to tell. Well, in the beginning, she was like, oh, well, we would just scare him. We would, we would all meet him after school on Tuesday at nine o'clock, which is when he leaves. And then someone was like, but he'd recognize us. And like, yeah, but that's why we'd be wearing Stonewall prep jackets and bunny masks. And it's funny because like they still clearly look exactly like themselves. Yeah. Cheryl's red jumpsuit. And, right. Yeah. And so this is when, when like the story version starts where Archie knocks him out and then takes him down, puts him in Reggie's trunk of his car. And then they drive him off to the cabin in Fox Forest where this is another part that was weird. It's like, oh yeah, that cabin where Veronica's mom killed Sheriff Mineta. Like stuff like that is stuff that happened last season, but at no point was it ever talked about like all the characters knew that this happened. It was always like one person knew. This is the one where they where Hermione killed this, Sheriff And then Mineta. the one that they go to at the end? That's the same one? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure that's the same one. So that's different than the episode where they go on like the trip to the lodge. That's like in a neighborhood gotcha. somewhere. Okay. So yeah, so they, they go there and they're talking about how they're going to maple board him. Literally, that is the scariest part of this whole thing. Not that they would fantasize about killing someone, but they would fantasize about waterboarding someone with maple syrup. That's and why are we doing this again? Me. We already did this maple boarding. So I feel like this was just an interesting way so that everybody could contribute something, right? It's not sure. just on one of them. They all had a hand in the ploy and, you know, they were using Reggie's car. So everyone had a hand in what was happening to Mr. Honey. It wasn't just on one of them or, you know, as we started in the beginning, like Betty just snapping and saying, let's murder him. They all helped out. Yeah, so I, I definitely think like, Jughead's story is going to sort of take off from this, but at this point, they're still just talking about it. Like, oh, that's a fun fantasy. Right. 
But then we see that Reggie, at least out of all them, is like a more sane person. And he says, yeah, well, obviously we can't actually threaten to dig a grave for this guy in Maple Boredom. So let's just pull off a, a senior prank. And so they they show that Honey walks into his office and his, he's, his pants are super glued to his chair. And then he reaches out to answer a phone and then his hand gets super glued to the phone. And the firefighters have to come roll him out. <laughs> Why? Why didn't, like, he could have taken off his pants and, like, had someone bring him a spare pair of pants. I feel like but he could have been But his hand was stuck to the phone. You can take off your pants with one hand. I mean, you could cut, yeah, you could cut the pants off. I don't think that he could probably get that. Like, his back might have been glued to the chair, and it depends. It might have been hard, but, it yeah, I see It was so dramatic. It was dramatic. But so, like, they're wheeling him out, and Betty, again, being super creepy, is just like, I still think we should have killed him. I don't know. It's just too much. I think she's just kidding. I mean, I think you're taking her too seriously. I don't know. She came across really creepy to me. So Betty wakes up the next day and Jughead's in the room that they share. And he's like (laughs) writing the book, Killing Mr. Honey or the story, whatever. Book story. I'm going to interchange them. So he's like, oh yeah, kidnapping Mr. Honey was supposed to be a joke. No one was supposed to die. It reminds me of, I can't, I feel like it reminds me of that movie Jawbreaker. Oh, didn't we talk about that? I think we have talked about it before. Yeah, Jawbreaker was one of the episode titles. So we talked about the, the movie. Oh. I don't remember yeah. anything about it except... The only thing I remember is they put the Jawbreaker in the girl's mouth to keep her quiet and then she dies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gags on the Jawbreaker. Yuck. Not a way yeah. I would want to die. No. So Honey's glasses have fallen off at the, went somewhere <laughs> in the woods when they dragged into this cabin in the story that Jug is writing. The best part of this is is the actor like being like, oh, I can't see anything. Just like blinking and like looking around as if he actually I can't see without my glasses I mean that's how it is when you don't when you don't have your glasses on you can't see anything it's like pure darkness yeah 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 so he's talking about how he can't see anything and he's like oh it's fine that I can't see though and I know you're wearing masks but like I know that Reggie and Archie and whoever he lists all the people who are involved which is also interesting because I wonder in this episode like why is Kevin not involved Kevin was a part of the initial conversation but he's not involved in the story so like he's in the episode he's just he's, not one of the people who he's got too this. much star power for murder you're right he does so uh <laughs> he guesses who all's involved and reggie removes his mask and then mr honey is like haha i didn't actually know it was you but now you confirmed it and then reggie punches him in the face a bunch of times just i they really uh, like is this how they really see reggie well i i mean i think that it was really rough when you know this is in a story but it was really rough when mr honey in the story was like oh is that how your father hits you that was kind of i did not even catch that that traumatizing like i know we've said mr honey is the most normal character but the thing that he did to reggie where he taunted him about his father and then like completely beat up his car that's not normal yeah that's the one thing that we don't have an explanation for right other than that i'm 100 percent team honey though and that's the thing like i would like this episode more if mr honey had always been a good guy who was just like the kids hate him because he's the principal but he does he has done like a couple sketchy things and i think it's still confusing why he canceled the other prompts because he made the the argument that it's because of all the murders and deaths and he was just trying to do it for the safety of the children but it's like why would he need to do that at his other schools i can tell you why because he's from the town in footloose (laughs) 
Okay, sure. No dancing allowed. Then uh, Jughead's like, oh, what do you think so far? Is the story too dark? And she's like, it's dark, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you're letting your creeped outness... impact all of it because i don't think that's how she said it i i, I think that's exactly how I, she said no. it Mary's rewatch like, the episode i'm I, right well first of all i'm not doing that and <laughs> second of all no that's not what betty sounds like ever okay so then in the story cheryl is supposed to take the first watch over mr honey and he taunts cheryl about being a follower which is kind of funny and cheryl is like yeah well we all have a common enemy which is you this is where we find out about miss appleyard being locked in her office and having the panic attack and quitting so this is why i say she could have died because this is what jughead is writing in the story this is not in real life we don't hear that term i think that if she had died in real life jughead would have taken that further in the story and so it would have gone from oh you locked her in and she starved to death to you murdered her with like in like some actual way and got away with it yeah plus you're ignoring the riverdale rule if you don't see the head don't believe they're dead that's right hannah makes a point (laughs) but i don't know i feel like it's kind of anticlimactic if you're writing this murder mystery where no one has died yet and then it's like oh except for that person we killed the other day like that's kind of takes away the intensity anyway i mean this one is also it's not a murder mystery because it's written from the perspective of the murderers and you know exactly what's happening it's just a murder story it's not a mystery so therefore this is not what jughead is known for writing so this is such a he's stepping out of his comfort zone it's so dumb why is oh and is that why it's bad oh wait all all of his stories are bad also since when was he trying to go to iowa can't you just recycle one of your short stories you've written for other stuff shouldn't he focus on finishing high school (laughs) i know (laughs) like would it really be the worst thing if he started school in the spring and didn't write this crap story well apparently that's he wanted to go for the spring but they said they could take him for fall if he wrote this story oh why 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 what happened to yale like he doesn't want to be the dorm husband when somebody dies they don't just give the spot to their girlfriend. And then when that person comes back to, like, and if that is how they did it, when it's discovered that that person has come back to life. But, like, no, if that's how they did it, where it's like, okay, well, you died. So now the person closest to you who didn't get into Yale magically gets into Yale, okay? Now, if it turns out that that person was not dead, based on how they operate, doesn't that mean Jughead should just get his spot at Yale back? Yes. Like, th- that's what bothers me. Let Jughead go to Yale. Let him flunk out of Yale and come back to Riverdale and lead a gang. Yep. So Cheryl's taking her first watch. <laughs> Look, I'm all for Jughead leading gangs, okay? But this is not season no, two. we should have adults leading the gangs. There should be no teenagers leading the there gangs. There are no more adults in Riverdale. Well, Jughead is about to be an adult, so. Gosh, no. Uh, so yes! <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl's like, we'll film a video and you'll say that we won't oh, yeah. get in trouble for this or <laughs> yeah. anything ever. Yeah, and so this is another thing. It's like, first off, what do you mean or anything ever? Like, go to prom and that's it and graduate. You've got nothing left in high school. She's like, I want to go to prom and I don't want to get in trouble for this and I never want to get in trouble for anything again. So then after this kidnapping is over, because of your video, you've now consented that we can do whatever we want and we won't get in trouble. (laughs) Quick question now that we have Hannah on a prom-related episode, because we've already in-depth discussed mine and Kirsten's prom situations and outfits and you can see a photo 
that we've cropped Jughead and Archie into. Uh, <laughs> if you want, that's somewhere on Twitter. Hannah, I have a question for you about prom. So for me, prom was not at my, our high school. Prom was not like at the end of the year. Prom was like in early April. It was right after spring break. W- did Was your prom at the end of the year? Yeah, it was like close to June. Like, huh. I, I'm pretty sure it was like the first weekend of June, a couple weeks before graduation. Interesting. Yeah, for us, prom was like, it was cold outside and stuff. Might have even been snow. Okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's, that's not the case. Let me know in the comments or let me know on Twitter uh, when your prom took place, if you ever went to prom or when it's going to take place, if you're going to go at some point. That That's the kind of thing I'm interested in. I like to live in a bubble where I assumed that the processes of my school are just the same everywhere. Okay. Anyone have a good football team? Never experienced that. Anyway, so th- this is like another weird part where sometimes in the story version of this episode, Mr. Honey says some like really normal stuff. Like Mr. Honey is saying, you know, what was I supposed to have done, you know, except for ban you from prom because you locked Miss Appleyard in her office? Like, no, I'm not going to agree to not letting you guys go from kidnapping. Like he just, he's very reasonable and realistic. And I just think it's interesting that Jughead, who is supposedly writing this story as if Mr. Honey is the villain, like at no point in the story version does he even make Mr. Honey seem Only like a bad guy. Only when he taunts Reggie about his abusive father does Mr. Honey seem like yes, a villain. Yes, this is Mr. Honey's one and only flaw, apparently, is that he just gotta rub it in. Yeah, Mr. Honey just loves rubbing in that Reggie's dad sucks. In the real time, again, Betty goes to meet Charles at his office. Oh yeah, because they get a call and Jughead's like, Betty, can you take the lead on this one? I'm kind of wrapped up in this. And it's so gross. So they get this call from Mrs. Clump, who if you remember is Midge's mom. And she also has a video that is the recreation of Midge's death, you know, with uh, the girl dressed up like Carrie and on the wall and stabbed by the Black Hood and all that nonsense. And this is like another time where they're talking about, you know, how was the real footage at Blue Velvet? Who filmed this? This is now pointing us towards whoever was the voyeur had to have been in Riverdale or known someone who was in Riverdale who was filming that that school play two years ago. I don't know that that's necessarily true, though. Like, it could have just been that uh, some creep filmed it for the Blue Velvet and then the voyeur found it there. Well, I think it's completely reasonable to have someone be set up to film a high school play. Yeah. And then, and but then it just happened when they opened up. The, or was it, wasn't it like halfway through or something? And then it opened up and she was dead or was it at the beginning? I, think I thought it was to the towards end. the end. Yeah. Yeah, so she's revealed and she's dead. And so then, you know, it just happened to be caught Like, on there's film. probably many people who caught that on film. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. I wasn't, I, I guess I was just trying to think of how this was fitting in with the with the show. But I think, sense. I mean, the one thing that this is making me think is that the guy who owns the Blue Velvet is more involved than we know. Like, I think he knows more than he is letting on. Yeah, and that's the yeah. other weird thing about the fact that Honey was there too, right? Like, we never really understood why he well, was Well, maybe the... Honey just likes I mean, Honey porn. might like weird porn, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't mean, like, just because somebody, I would think that somebody who is renting VHS of porn is a serial killer, but I don't think it necessarily uh, is a clear line from VHS porn to serial killer. No, it's just a squiggly line. There's like a lo- there is definitely true. a connection for sure, <laughs> but it's not like, okay, if VHS porn, then murderer. Like, there's other outcomes. Like, yeah. he could just be a pervert, which 
and that doesn't necessarily make him a bad person unless it's like not acceptable porn. You know what I mean? Oh, I do know no. what you mean. Anyways, yeah. let's let's. I move would along. like to. I would deeply like to move past this. Yes. So <laughs> back in the story, Archie and Veronica are checking on him next. Which why was there a pause in the shifts? Anyways, but they find Honey pass out on the floor, and Veronica pronounces him dead. And number one, I don't know if doctor. we should really trust. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we should trust either of them to check somebody's pulse. I don't know if any of them are capable of really checking somebody's pulse. Yeah, we already know they're bad at doing that. Yeah. Wasn't Veronica the one who said that our, that uh, Jughead was dead and then Betty was okay, like, but Jughead I still feel a pulse? I think, oh, um, maybe. wasn't it Archie who said that Jughead was dead? It's probably Archie. Oh, and that's why Veronica had to step in and check. Either way, both neither of these people are the ones that I would trust to pronounce somebody dead. I just, I don't like it. And I, like, I guess this is the part where it becomes a mystery because we don't know exactly what happened. I guess he just knocked himself out or something or broke his neck from falling off the chair. I'm not sure. Yeah, it. so it happens. So at this point in the, in the, we jump back to the real time and Honey's back in his office and he now says on the announcements that prom is canceled unless the people responsible for sticking him to the chair come forward. Reggie, Kevin, and Archie all were the ones who yeah. had done it. And I so, like that because Betty is like, who would be dumb enough to work with Reggie? <laughs> and then Kevin and Archie are like, oh, hello, yes, me. <laughs> yeah, so I like that. And I also like the idea that Jughead's now the only person in school who can go to prom. That's no, the funny. prom is fully canceled for everybody. Oh, true. You're right. <laughs> Except for that factor. So nobody can- No, nobody. but they were all going to crash it, guys. Ugh, right. Duh. Now there's nothing to crash. Sad. Yeah, so sad. I don't- I just, I feel like a school dance is not that cool, especially compared to the activities that these teenagers are able to do on a pretty regular basis. Just have a prom at the Bonnui. Yeah, 100% of the time, prom is not as cool as you think it's going to be. How has that not come up yet? I mean, it took them till the end of the variety show episode for them to get the idea of having it (laughs) at the Bonnui. You literally have someone who owns a business where people will go and dance. It's the perfect place place to have a fake prom or whatever. Remember the random like two episodes of the show where Le Bon Nui was a dance club? <laughs> yeah. What? No. Oh, that was fun. That was when um sexy Veronica's sister was trying to get with Tony or somebody. I don't know. I feel like oh, it happened. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so. Hermosa. Hermosa. Right. What happened to her? Where's she at? Uh, I think she went back to Florida. Okay. Miami. Yeah. She, the last we heard from her, she was like, oh, we knew that Betty killed Jughead so that she could be with you, right? <laughs> with Veronica, because you guys are secretly dating. That was the last thing we heard. I don't think that's true. I think that is true. I think that's the mm. last time we've seen from her. I mean, I don't care anyways, so. Okay. It's Hannah's fine. like, or uh, Kirsten's like checked out anyway. Yeah, so. So this is when Betty's like, we need to do research on Honey to find out if he has skeletons in his closet. Because I guess since nobody wanted to murder him, Betty thinks she can get people on board with blackmail. Like, what? This is such a... Well, convenient FBI brother can go look that up while we pop back into the story time. Yeah, because that's how the FBI works. Yeah. So Betty tells the others not to panic. They're blaming each other. Reggie and Cheryl are doing that. And then Betty's like, hey, let's 
let's calm down and not let it ruin our futures. Uh, we all talk about which colleges they're going to. It's really cute when Reggie's like, I- I'm going to Riverdale Community College, maybe. <laughs> Everyone else has a plan. It's adorable. I like Reggie in this episode. And then Veronica is like, okay, who has experience getting rid of a dead body? And they all raise their hand except for Reggie, which is hilarious because Reggie's like, wait, I'm the only one who hasn't killed someone or had to deal with a body? <laughs> so let's just real quick. Cheryl, we know through her uncle's body like into the river which never yeah. came back that's just done who did veronica bury i'm assuming that veronica and archie are talking about jughead when they got rid of the fake jughead when he didn't actually die oh okay i couldn't remember if there was like someone that her dad had killed that she had I mean, to deal with it's possible i feel like there were a lot of like dead capos at one point who just kept popping up like people because didn't someone like come in and try to kill veronica and hermione at one point and they had to like shoot him i feel like that happened it was like one of those papa poutine guys or small fries you're asking one the them. wrong people at the wrong okay. time <laughs> one of them did this is season two this stuff is I like, think. this is the kind of thing we needed warning about yeah <laughs> rather than being put on the spot during a podcast <laughs> well i was just trying to think about it i assume that archie's only person is jughead and then jughead and betty killed or had to bury the shady man so that happened i don't remember who the shady man is the shady man was the guy who came to look for chick and then like alice killed him we think ah yes and then betty and jughead like put him in a car i just didn't know his name was the shady man it's the whole story that she told the farm i just don't remember him being called the shady man well i don't think we ever got an actual name well he didn't have a name yeah the weird thing is he was like dating or somehow he knew the person who later on ended up being the mother of the bad guy yeah the guy no not well did archie kill him Um, (laughs) i don't even remember i don't know i think hiram killed him but then archie like called the hospital hiram like took care of look no one cares but (laughs) the guy who was the the villain of this season earlier that we don't remember his name do you remember him the guy who kept getting all the kids to like sell drugs oh i don't know and archie beat the crap out of him and then all the kids saw him do it and it was oh oh right that happened but i'm pretty sure hiram was the one who came by and like actually killed him i don't know no one cares anyway basically this is weird and then reggie's the only one who didn't kill anyone so we go back to real time when betty has discovered that honey has canceled prom at every school he's ever worked at that's what we were talking about before they just say for different reasons maybe he just hates prom maybe he just knows that it always ends badly he's probably too afraid of prom night pregnancies or prom night babies that he's just like you know what we're not doing prom maybe he's just got a vendetta against prom he probably just like had a crappy prom when he was in high school i'm trying to think back to prom episodes of dawson's creek to think about what jack's life was like was there a bad prom episode of dawson creek mm, i mean there there's so many bad episodes of dawson's creek that it's it's hard to remember and this is also the time where i'm still thinking like guys multiple people died at your prom last year prom should be canceled or at the very least not held at the school every time they have a dance something bad happens they should be having no more dances yeah so everybody gets all their parents together because and so this is like the pta but then shortly after this they're like we're gonna contact the school board aka our parents that's not what a school board is 
that's just simply not what the school board is. Did they say they were going to contact? I thought this was like. At first, they're like, here's our parents. They're blah, blah, blah. And then like the next time they want to threaten him, they're like, we will contact the school board, a.k.a. our parents. None of your parents are administrators in the school board. Well, Hiram does have connections. Hiram has connections, but he's not the school board. Right. But he does say. So like everyone marches up, all the parents, and they're all like, I'm going to film you on the news and I'm going to talk to the mayor because I have connections to the board of education and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the mayor because I am the mayor I mean sorry the governor I'm the mayor and I'm gonna talk to the governor whatever Lying to govern- <laughs> governor Dooley I'm gonna talk to myself and we're gonna figure it out <laughs> so they do all that and then he like looks at FP and, and Tom Keller and he's like what are you guys doing here and they're like eh we're just the muscle and I'm just like you're just the eye candy hanging out well FP is Keller's not hot okay but he's one of the daddies so I feel like it counts no he is Sheriff Keller who I will call Sheriff Keller till the day I die <laughs> he is a father figure he is not a daddy but but listen listen it's like the cheerleader thing right it's like you have a group of daddies and like no. when you look at them individually they might not no. all be 10 out of 10s but like no it's fine I feel like we saw him with his shirt off once and it was okay Sheriff Keller is a 6 out of 10 he is a okay. father figure he is not a daddy but but fp's 11 out of 10 brings him up a little bit no <laughs> it brings him down because we only ever see them together and it's like oh who's this swamp creature i just know that the one scene where you have like fp and fred and sheriff keller all together it happens a couple times earlier in the, in the show and they're all together and you're like oh the daddies no i don't think you know what a daddy is you know how many people keep having to ask me what the deal with my survivor zaddy calendar is well hopefully not that much because why is anyone seeing your calendar in quarantine well it's just like my family anyway okay we can move on I'm gonna cut that part out. <laughs> didn't we talk about how last time you know you Kirsten's the only person you talk to outside of your family well my family visited and they asked about the calendar and my mom did not understand what his daddy was and I had to it just like took a long it's time. okay I'm like your mom I you know I had to have it explained to me too you can you can let her know that I'm on the same boat but I didn't like I didn't explain it well because she was like what does the z stand for I'm like I doesn't it doesn't really stand for anything. It's just kind of there. It's just, you've got, there's a daddy, and then there's a zaddy. Yeah. Okay. And just like, play her that you, clip. She'll get it. All you need it. to do is say it like that, and they'll understand. Like, do you get it now, Hannah? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I there's the part where Mary is like, here's some precedent on a different principal that canceled prom and they were sued for psychological damages. And I'm a very good lawyer. Are you, Mary? Are you a very good lawyer? Was she, was like the joke there, or not joke, was the reference there that like, was that a, a case that she had taken on? No, it was just precedent. I would like to know if she's such a good lawyer, why did she have to leave Riverdale? Because she couldn't get any work there first of all second of all all of these parents should be sued for psychological damages for keeping their children in Riverdale they need she to couldn't leave get work there alone because this was before all the craziness with the murders and the dead people and you know when and the, the town still had pep yeah the drugs there was only marijuana now it's just the town with drugs and murder yeah it's a creepy ass town well now. I want to know what kind of lawyer she is a good one apparently anyways it's annoying this whole thing was so annoying 
And Honey's like, okay, everyone who's an adult, come with me. And Cheryl's like, I'm the student body president. I'm coming too. I feel like we never had an official election. She so just like, that's the thing herself. I was thinking. So at the beginning of season three, she like takes over for Archie because Archie's in jail and can't be student body president. So then is she just still student body president yep. from that? Apparently. What? Archie didn't take it back, so. So it's a two-year term? No, it's always been senior year. The last two seasons have been senior year. No, because they had the first day of school in this season. Yeah. When all oh, you're right. Sex. I don't know. I'm confused. So yeah, I just don't understand. Cheryl took it and she was like, no, I'm keeping this throne until I leave. And if anyone has a problem with it, too bad. <laughs> I think this goes back to the fact that, you know, there was murders going on. So they couldn't have time to have in another election because uh, the last time that happened, police showed up. <laughs> Every other student has had the time to complete their assignments and homework and graduate high school. It's nope, just it's this just, group. They're the only group at the school. All those other oh people my, are Yeah, fake. it's a school. It's a school. Each class has 10 people. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they all have breaks at the same time. So in the story, they dig a hole and bury honey. That happens. But it has to be a deep grave because it's Riverdale. I mean, I think that it's like just a common practice that it's like six feet under is the is the thing. I'd go seven because it's Riverdale. I'd go eight just to top Mary. I, you know what I would do in this situation if I were them? Find a freaking active construction site and dump it in there so concrete will get poured over it so you don't have to dig a seven foot hole <laughs> so Kristen's thought about this before no I've just watched Law and Order and Criminal Minds and it happens on like all the time on TV or you find a grave of someone who's going to be buried like the next day and you dig like an additional layer to that hole and put the body under there because clearly then these teens have too much going on in their lives they don't have time to just sit down and watch Criminal Minds to get ideas for when they're killing their fake principal they have a time to dig a seven foot hole by hand but they yeah, don't have time a while. to pick up the remote well but haven't you watched holes a five foot deep hole takes all day this is the story kirsten it doesn't matter anyways all i'm taking away from this is i'd be way better at rating um, <laughs> but not like it's hard no i feel like you'd be way better at doing murder is what you just argued no i for. really would yeah. not be good at doing murders i'm actually a very squeamish person Oh yeah, God. okay, she okay. says to take the the blame no, off of her I for am. win. I get, like, I can't even kill a spider if it's too big because I'm too scared of seeing it. It's blood and guts. That's a true fact. So, in the real time, Cheryl <laughs> comes in on Betty and Jughead in the blue and gold office, and she calls them Hobo and Bride of Hobo again. That's cute. And she's like, hey, we have an announcement. So they all go to Pops, and they celebrate that prom officially back on. No, I'm not celebrating this. Okay. Alice is like, we're so proud of all of you since you've been through a lot, most of which they put on themselves. Hiram is like, we just had your best interests at heart. Always weird when Hiram's around and not murdering people or, you know, trying to. Well, him and Veronica are on good terms again. Yeah, but like, he literally ran Archie out of town. Ugh, well, okay, look, that's season three. It's fine. I think my favorite part was when FP shouts out, my boy's going to college! Or the first Jones boy to go to college or whatever. That was actually really cute. It was really cute. I liked it. No, that's what I'm saying. It's my favorite part. Oh, yeah. I thought you were making fun. And I was like, no. Hannah, no. I don't have I don't have time for okay. this energy today, Hannah. So I think that it that it was interesting in the contrast. Everyone's all like so like heartfelt. And then Effie's just like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you have to remember, this may be the last FP we get. No, shut up. Wow. I'm I don't think, think it is, be, though. I think they're going to come. I don't think they're going to come back. I mean, they already said they're moving on to doing other things. But I do think that we might see them a couple times. Much in the same way that, like, Josie left the show, but we still, like, have seen her. She's busy. But I feel like Katie Keene probably films at the same place that Riverdale does, so it's easier to get her. No, I think they film in New York. Oh, do they actually? I think so. Because I follow Lucy Hale and she got an apartment in New York for it. Oh. They easily could be filming that show not in New York. That seems like a waste of money to film it there. Like Ugly Betty wasn't filmed in New York. It was all green screens and they did a perfect job of it. I think that FP could still come back in like a, I don't know, dream sequence or like, I just feel like it could happen. We might just see him. Well, and I twice. think that even even if he wasn't in like the full season, like he could still I think they I think they might get him things. for the first couple of episodes. Like I know they're planning to do like what they wanted the end of season four to be as the first right. few episodes of season five. I think that we could m- maybe get him just for those episodes. Sure. And that, I mean, that'd be fine because I feel like they're going to do a send off to call episode which will give a good excuse to not have a lot of the parents in the next season right yeah except alice we can't get rid of her i need her i need something i don't we can't have why are you so obsessed with the adults i identify with them i'm an old soul oh my god Get she out says of here. that she listens to her Archie's record on her turntable. Yeah, she's like, you know, you can't really capture audio in an electronic format. It just sounds <laughs> better on vinyl. <laughs> Mary right. actually records all of her podcasts on vinyl, too, so she can listen to them later. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying because you have to flip it over after 30 minutes, but... You know. So each Kowski cast is two full <laughs> records. At least. Before she uh, edits them. So in the story, we go back to that. They were supposed to feel relieved that Honey was dead. Cheryl is like, again, this is weird. In the story, Cheryl is now talking about what theme they're going to have for prom. Because prom is also happening in the story. Yeah. But Reggie's getting all nervous. And he's like bouncing up and down. Because as we know, he's the only one who has no experience with dead bodies. Yeah, it's uh, he's the only one having like a realistic reaction reaction i think to killing someone yes even if like none of them technically like actively murdered him kidnapping him still resulted in his murder manslaughter for sure yeah i feel like if someone tries to escape a kidnapping and they die that is murder it's because it's the thing where like they didn't have the um intent so it it doesn't count as murder however it still resulted so i think it would maybe be like second degree murder or it would be a form of like the more severe manslaughter yeah probably Either way, they have a really good lawyer that they could hire for their case, Mary Andrews. Mary Andrews can do all kinds of law. Yeah. Is what I've learned. Mostly proms. She's not confined to just one. Yeah, mostly proms. So Kevin comes up in the story and he's like, hey, there is an adventure scout that found Honey's glasses in the woods and we're starting a search party. And then we jump back to real time and Kevin's like, hey, Betty Jughead, Mr. Honey wants to talk to you. So Kevin's just the go between in both places. So. Which he should be at least an active participant in one of them. No, nope. it's it's sad how dirty they. His do star Kevin. power just you know takes over everyone else. Charles is there and he's like, hey, there was another tape that was delivered to the school. This is a side note that I put in here where I said I really like the fact that uh, we have the continuity of Honey having a bandage on his hand to represent where it was stuck to the phone from superglue, but we never show Archie's like bear wound or Jughead's arm scalping. Yeah, that's a good point. But they also, they try not to call attention to that within, like, the same episode of it happening. 
happening. That's what I was thinking. It's like the same episode. Thank you, Machen, for adding that directorial cue. It's probably was not part of your job, but still. Um, yeah, I was going to say, nice. I don't think that's what the director. No, yeah. probably not. <laughs> decide they would have like legitimate people whose jobs are continuity. And I'll say it. That person should lose their job. It, what, see, here's the issue. They switch that person is every episode. So it's really hard to keep it going. Right. Exactly. So they, we have this another tape that's been delivered and it's like the outside of the school and then it goes onto the inside of the school and it's them walking around and he's like we're gonna cancel the prom again for safety reasons because this seems like a threat since they came into the school and then uh betty's like nah i'm gonna go watch the tapes because we know that the real voyeur is not doing these kind of tapes anymore so probably this is just honey doing it or it's like a hoax i think it was like extremely obvious that honey made this tape just as a reason to cancel prom yeah which is like weird i, w- I want to know why he's so obsessed with canceling prom we're never gonna know so then we go back to the story where the plan is the plan begins to unravel with a guilt-ridden reggie and he like almost shouts in the locker room that they killed honey but archie slams him against a locker which is totally natural and does not raise alarm bells at all the other guys were just like okay and they left the room it's like all right but in real time betty watches the tape and she does find a freeze frame where there's a reflection of honey in the video so dun, yep, dun, dun. he did it didn't see that yeah, coming come on. come on honey this is another thing that I find like because we don't know his reasoning behind wanting to cancel prom it, it like especially at all the schools this is a little bit not normal person characteristics but if he is just trying to protect these students from themselves and from the fact that murders keep happening I kind of feel like this is a reasonable extent to go to uh, yeah I mean it's weird to involve the FBI but other than that especially because you should have known that you were gonna get caught for something like this I don't know you would hope the FBI is going to look through all the tape well i think that he was just really surprised when charles was like oh yeah uh jughead and betty have been working this case with me like i don't think he anticipated that yeah to which honey as the mature adult that he is should have contacted the fbi and been like you know that there's just like random kids who are like taking all of these jobs this doesn't seem right like hey the fbi has youths doing work for free for them a little bit a little bit not good so they do that and they confront him with it and they say like you're just a copycat this is all bad and you know he's still i don't know hey, that that was not not a great part in favor of honey but eh, whatever i mean i'm st- i'm still team honey yeah cut to story reggie's dead they killed him which like is may- maybe a light parallel to the stonewall people killing the the one guy yeah i think in the story version jughead betty and archie were the ones who cut the brakes on reggie's car and so he i guess i don't know ran into traffic turned ran down hit we don't know he died from the brakes being cut veronica is like shouting about the fact that they murdered their friend clearly she was not involved in this actually happening betty is like no he had an accident we didn't cut the brakes and veronica starts to freak out being like do you actually believe what you're saying does this not affect you this is just more of betty and jughead and archie in this scene seeming i mean why i guess just why would you want to write yourself in a story being the bad guy it just seems weird yeah that's the 
thing. Like, why didn't they just make this different characters with different names? And then we could, like, see them as flashbacks in the story the exact same way, played by the same actors, but just with, like, different names, maybe, like, a different school colors. Or make Honey bad in the story. But in the story, he doesn't do anything bad. Yeah, I don't... I also think maybe we're not getting the full story that was written as well. Like, I think there's probably more to it. All bad, of course. You would definitely want some of the the lead up, like you said, because it's like, you know, okay, they're going to go and, you know, kidnap their principal because he's canceling prom. Like, (laughs) he did one thing and now they're just all like going insane. So it's like, did he really write all the lead up to why they are so against Honey and everything? So it's just, yeah. I don't think so. Yes. So Veronica is worried because she knew that Jughead and Betty had a dark streak, but she now didn't know that Archie was a monster too. I'm sorry. You mean Archie Kins. Okay. Shut up. (laughs) I'm the continuity person on this podcast. So yeah, so they do that and Archie's like, it's fine. We're all going to stick together and just not freak out and then everything's going to be okay. Which is a very Archie thing to say. Like everything will be fine if we just stick together and try really hard. Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like try. Archie Ar- Archie would not have gone along with the murder also. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he would have gone along with the kidnapping. Like, Archie really didn't have any beef with Mr. Honey. No, Archie's beef with Mr. Honey is Honey won't let him walk at graduation because he's oh, not right. graduating. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So, Archie's the dum-dum. Yeah, that's why he's not graduating. Yeah, Archie is a dum-dum. You are right about that. So, we go back to real time Betty's talking with Jughead and she's like oh where are the monsters nice and Jughead's like yeah I'm gonna change all the names before submitting it at which point I think this story is definitely getting out with their real names before he has a chance to change it because why else would this line be put in the episode why didn't he make up fake names first and not only that it's on the computer and he's also been printing out pages to like let Betty read while he's working on it also this is the computer that Brett gave him so it's probably bugged yes it is he's still using that computer oh my god well i think his old computer is like gone i don't think he knows where it is yeah it got like stolen by brett and the other people yeah because it had evidence about that short story not being plagiarism yeah so jughead is still trying to decide if he wants this to be a cautionary tale or a nihilistic dark comedy it's neither right now where's the comedy jughead where are the jokes i think the comedy was uh reggie saying wait am i the only one who has buried a body i think that was yeah the but i don't part. think that that was intended to be comedy i think that was intended to be like look at how evil this town is only one teenage youth doesn't know in real time yeah honey uh leaves his job kevin comes and is like guys 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 he's on the move yeah so honey is like walking down the hallway with his box of bee stuff i kind of forgot he had all that bee stuff yeah it's like I'd... a mug with a bee and a i think it's kind of other cute. stuff with a bee <laughs> yeah it is cute uh honey's so adorable so so he's leaving and he's like, you know, they're like, ha ha, we win. You're gone. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, literally, I am so normal. You guys are creepy and weird. You murder mayhem, depravity. This is not a normal town. And Betty's like, well, it's normal for us at Riverdale. This is like the kind of thing where I feel like it's one thing to make like jokes among your friends when crazy stuff happens and be like, well, it's Riverdale. It's another thing to like Betty in this episode 
episode is embracing how horrible her town is. And that's, I some feel like, something that is a change from all... I mean, the previous episode was all about her reliving her childhood memories and deciding if she liked Archie or not. And all of a sudden now we're just like, yeah, well, murder's cool because Riverdale. She had similar lines in the Halloween episode too. Like there was something crazy and she was like, and that's just a normal night in Riverdale. So I feel like she's kind of come to terms with the fact that like her life is kind of jaded at this point. Yeah, but it's weird to be like, well, it's normal for us. That's what I'm saying. It's one thing to make jokes about it. It's another thing to be like, no, this is how it should be. And they're like, yeah, we're the good guys and we won. And Honey is like, I saw which way the wind was blowing. Like I lined up my next job already. I'm going to Stonewall Prep. I'm going to make more money than I ever made here. Like goodbye. Which good for him. It is good for him. So then we find out that uh, the secretary comes in and she's like, I've been here 50 years. I've seen eight principals. He was by far the best. You guys are crazy. He helped these low income students go to college on a full scholarship. Our GPA has been higher than decades. No one died. More students are going to college. Y'all ran out the best thing that's ever happened to this school. And then she gives Jughead a letter written by Mr. Honey for the University of Iowa. And to me, this was like immediately obvious that it was going to be a really nice letter. Yeah, like a recommendation no. letter. Based on everything that she had said and the way she's like, I was supposed to mail this, but now I don't want to. I was like, okay, cool. So he wrote him a good reference letter. This receptionist is creepy as hell. A little bit. She doesn't do much. She was the one I'm pretty sure who like gave Betty the information she needed so that Betty could steal a bus when she needed to do that that one time. <laughs> she Betty drove a bus after one day after disarming a bomb. I do <sighs> unfortunately remember that. Anyway, she's creepy. She reminds me of Nana Nana Rose. A little bit. Yeah. You, I bit. wonder if they're the same actress. I don't think so. They're not the, the same as Neo and Lee. Yeah. <laughs> what are their names? Leo and Nico? <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. I was rewatching an early season three episode the other day. They, they still look like the same person to me. I don't remember these people, but I do remember that it's not the same person <laughs> okay um so in the real time jughead comes into his kitchen he reads the letter and he's like oh no i need to change the end of my story and so he changes the end to be like the problem with believing that you have all the answers is that it blinds you to the truth that's right before your eyes and then we get a flashback where he like whoop go back in time to where honey died in the story and instead archie calls 911 they get an ambulance they take honey to the hospital it's still weird though because in the rewritten version version of the story, Betty, Cheryl, and Jughead still all insist that it would have been better to be murderers rather than to like go to prison and not college. Yeah, I don't know. It's bad and weird and he should not be a writer. Everyone who has encouraged Jughead's writing has done him a grave disservice. He's bad. Like they should, like I know that like there's a line between like encouraging people's dreams and like telling them like, no, this is realistic. There's a, a happy medium. But I think that maybe, remember when Archie was all about songwriting and they were like, hey, I've got you a meeting with the songwriting expert and the expert's like, listen kid your songs are bad and here's why and they need to improve if you want to be successful someone should have set Jughead up with some sort of writing coach the fact that they want us to believe that this is good writing is so rude well I feel like that's why he was supposed to be at Stonewall Prep right like that that was supposed to be helping him with the writing but but I think you guys are forgetting that the people who are writing that Jughead is a good 
writer are the writers of this show who probably believe they're good writers. Well, somebody needs to sit them down too, and I'm happy to do it, okay? What's Especially his name, as Roberto? a previous writer. Remember, hey, yeah. <laughs> we love Riverdale. We love to hate it, but we still love it. It's with love. Don't look at me like that. Somebody needs just to sit these people down and just- Someone may have reached out to us, or not really reached out to us, but we may have heard that someone listened to our podcast and was just like, man, these girls hate Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. They listened. We got the download. And uh-huh. they still were interested in the content. Right. So that's good. And back in real time again, Jughead's like, hey- I finally realized what I was saying. I was being a huge creep. And Betty's like, oh, man, I guess. But like that story, oh it was so great. <laughs> He's like, I have been reveling in this town sickness since I was a kid and I was enjoying the suffering of another person. That's crazy. And we do not hear Betty say, you're right. Wow, that is crazy. Nope, nothing. She's just still a weirdo. Betty has a dark side, okay? Jughead took off his hat and he put it on Betty's head and he said, look, you can be the weirdo now now that's weird oh my gosh i was so confused i was like i missed that I was, oh my god i don't know if you saw my face but i there was like true shock i was like when did that happen yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> However, what did happen... It would have been great if it did. Jellybean comes in with another VHS tape, which is just the cabin in the woods where Veronica's mom killed Sheriff Minetta. And you guys might say, wait, but they've been there. They haven't. That was only in the story, remember? So in real time... No, I thought the Jughead saw... I thought that's Jughead Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, shoot. a long time ago, but I mean recently. So they oh. drive to the cabin and I'm assu- I, I like, I'm just hoping that they told someone that they were going here because this could have been a murder. Anyway, they drive to the cabin in the woods where Veronica's mom killed Sheriff Manetta. Question, who's the sheriff now? It's not FP still, is it? FP quit like a couple episodes ago. Oh, but I thought he got his job back. No, but he would have said that he was the sheriff when they were all confronting Honey. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. think there is a sheriff. Also, the sheriff is an elected position. Well, nobody elected FP. I except know. Except for Hermione. But I'm nobody just elected saying. Manetta either. Well, we just, we know there's been so much murder that there's no time for an election in this town. So that could be <laughs> right. why there's no sheriff. I mean, nobody elected Cheryl either. Yeah, just that's, so that's what she was point. referencing. Thank you. That's oh, the okay. joke. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, back in the cabin. <laughs> right in the cabin, there's lots of trash everywhere. There's food wrappers. It looks Which like it's been recently gross. lived in. Like, why? Why do they need the trash? It doesn't need to be there. That's Ugh. us talking about every Riverdale episode. Why the trash though? <laughs> there's a screen and a projector, and then there's like a TV and a VCR. They turn the VCR on, put the tape in it, and it's a video of kids in masks that look like each of them from the story Jughead wrote, killing. Mr. Honey. So somebody clearly knows about the story. I thought it was interesting because they had to since Mr. Honey doesn't have as uh, distinguishable features, they had to have a label on his chest saying Mr. Honey so that it was clear. Yeah, because I think that we're supposed to now think, is it actually Honey who was murdered? Is it somebody else who was murdered? And then now we're supposed to like think about it all summer. I'm not going to think about it again until there's new Riverdale episodes, but it's filmed in Principal Honey's office or a room that looks a lot like Principal Honey's office. My prediction is no, Principal Honey is not dead. I think he's already left the school. It doesn't matter. We already saw him go to Stonewall. I don't think it matters. Do you guys have a prediction of who you think the people who are in these masks are? For all of the all of I'm these. hoping it's Donna and the, the Stonies. That's what I'm hoping too. And I think that they're the right build for this. 
I think that there is enough to make it make sense that it would be them. Like, he's still using the computer that Brett gave him, which I'm sure has some sort of keylogging software on it. Donna is going to want to get revenge because Betty, like, quote unquote, won last time. That's that's my my theory and I'm sticking to it. Do you think that Honey is involved or knows? Or do you think Honey is just a complete innocent bystander to this whole thing? I don't think Honey knows, but I think Honey should is probably not going to have a good time at Stonewall. Like, I feel like anyone new who gets introduced to that, like, psychotic place ends up in a bad spot. Yeah. But see, probably. this is where the other thing is that they're all graduating, right? Or, like, Donna and Brett and, and supposedly the core four and, you know, Cheryl and everybody. So the question is, like, are we even going to get get information about honey after they graduate yeah i i would assume i think we'll get it for in the next few episodes yeah i think i think since we know that this was not supposed to be the last episode of the season i think that the the plan for the next couple episodes was revealing who the voyeur is revealing who the people in masks were finishing all that the the only reason why i kind of don't want it to be the stonewall kids would be that they like i want to use them later and this this would probably be it for them if we find out that it's them so who do you think it would be if it's not them a rival gang of somebody's it's the toledo serpents <laughs> gladys is back Four murder reveals where like you get to the end of the film and they say who the murderer is and you're like i don't even remember that character like were they even in this movie is it penelope that's why it should be the stonewall kids because i feel like we didn't really finish up with them like i could see brett being like i got really embarrassed by this ponytail girl i mean i definitely think there's a lot of stuff that it would point to Brett the computer certainly but also the knowing exactly how and where and when Jughead's fake murder attempt happened. Exactly. Brett selling videotapes including the sex tape to the Scarlet Room or whatever it was called. I feel like all of those Velvet connect. Room or something? I, something we, like that. That's like very insidious that Brett is selling child pornography. Yeah well Brett's a creep which is unfortunate because I was kind of hoping that Brett would just be like the bad guy who still shows up at Yale. Yeah me too like I I, I didn't want, like, I honestly wanted it to be a thing where, like, him and Betty will be at Yale and there's, like, a, I don't know. I feel like there is chemistry between them and they should have explored that instead of doing the dumb Archie stuff again. Well, maybe it's not Brett. Maybe it's just Donna who's doing all this. But, like, I feel like Donna's story more than any of the Stonies actually got resolved where she, like, pretty much got away right. with it and got to leave and Betty didn't tell her secret. True. That's true. So, yeah, it's possible. So that that's, that's what happened. We have a lot of questions and a lot of things to talk about. I know that typically we do superlatives for the end of the season. I I think we can do that now if you guys would like, or we can wait until after the first couple episodes of season five that should have been the end of this season. I think we should wait and do it as it was intended. I agree, because I feel like I still have a lot of questions, so it's not really the best time to do that. Are they, you think they'll kind of talk about when they intended it to be the end? I think it'll be clear. I think it'll be clear from what watching to be honest and like we know so this is episode 19 the season was supposed to be like 22 episodes after the third or fourth episode that'll kind of be my guess is it's gonna be the next episode is gonna be a lot of trying to figure out who these people are probably some more blackmailing about the story they wrote from brett or whoever took it they're gonna find out it's the stonewall kids i don't think honey's a bad guy i think he's gonna just remain sort of that character i think they probably will have prom but it might not be at the school it might be at like le bon nuit and then I think that they're going to be a graduation episode. So that could be three total episodes, graduation, and then like, goodbye, you guys are going to go 
to college next year kind of ending. And then I think we're going to probably have the fourth or fifth episode of season five be like a, we'll probably get a title card that's like, you know, three months later, six months later, and it's probably going to pop part of the way into college. Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to do something similar to last season where they just kind of like popped forward into the next year and showed us something and then we have to work up to what it is. But I think we're probably going to get one of those shows where we pop into like halfway through college, like for, through a year of college or something. And I mean, they could even do, if they don't want to film people in different places, they could pop all the way until the following summer. So they're mm. back in Riverdale after their first season of college. I think those are both likely. There's a small chance they could spend season five being the summer before college, but I highly doubt it. So I think that they're probably going to pop and we're probably going to find out a bunch of jarring things like Betty and Veronica broke up. I mean, Betty and Veronica, <laughs> Betty and Jughead Whoa. both broke up. Who are you, Hermosa? Yeah, or Veronica and Archie broke up or like some something like that. Some, you know, big things have happened. Maybe introduce another character or two, which would kind of be unfortunate, but we'll, we'll find out what happens. I think that's possible. I think another possibility, just because I was really hoping that there would be some payout of the Betty and Archie kiss that we still haven't gotten. So I'm hoping that's going to happen in maybe, maybe that's something that comes out right at the end of what would have been season four. And then that's how Betty goes off to college. Like maybe they just broke up right at the beginning because he found out about it or something like that. That could be, that could be interesting. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. I really like your theories. I I liked listening to them. I don't really know that I have much to add to them. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so uh, Mary's got it figured out and I haven't thought about it. So we'll see. Well, I'm just trying to think of other shows that do, that go on after high school. So we had a close but no cigar from the previous episode that I do want to mention. Uh, Paramecium Records, people reached out to us, apparently is a play on Amoeba Records. Yes, which I had heard of Amoeba Records before, but it's like a Southern California thing. And so it just wasn't in my head to to think about it. But I do want to note that. Also, as we mentioned, the Dina Ludum from this episode is also one. And so that that was from this episode. Killing Mr. Honey, the title, as far as I can tell, is literally a play on the book Killing Mr. Honey that Jughead writes in this episode. I'm not okay with it. I would not be surprised. I'm not okay with it. Can't find anything else. If you can, let me know. Like, I feel like there's got to be other media that's like killing someone. Probably. It's like killing Eve. I mean, it could, sure, it could be a play on that, but there's nothing else that I can find that's called Killing Mr. Honey, which makes this only like the second episode in Riverdale that's not something else. That's Even to Riverdale and back again is something. (laughs) Even faster pussycats kill kill is something. And then who is the most normal person of the week? Miss Bell, the person who comes in and clutch and defends Mr. Honey. No, that was creepy and weird. I didn't think it was creepy. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was creepy. I think she's a little creepy, but I thought what she said made sense. I mean, tell me someone else it is. I think it's FP because he's so excited that his kid's going to go to college or Jelly Bean. I feel like they were in it less than Miss Bell was. Yeah, but what they were in was more normal than what she was in. I, okay, here's the thing though. Your kid comes to you and is like, daddy, they canceled prom. You really going to storm down the hall with all the other parents? I mean, be, only because his girlfriend is like, we're doing this. True. He's just going along with Alice. And we're not going to have many more opportunities for FP to be most normal person. True. That's not a reason to give it to him. It's <laughs> not why I want him to have it, but it is a factor that could possibly convince Mary to come around to my way of thinking. We're not going to have many opportunities to give it to 
Mr. Honey either because he's probably not going to be in it. So yeah, Mr. Oh, Honey's already had him. Mr. And Honey- Mr. Honey was not the most normal person in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. I don't think the FP was either. I think FP was. All right. Can I give it to an honorable mention to Mr. Mrs. Bell? Fine. Fine. We're both so happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really care. So now we're... <laughs> Now we're gonna read some stuff that's going on. Got got lots of lots of stuff. We told people to reach out and ask us some questions or leave us some comments on Twitter. So we got a lot of those actually. First off, Tom Palmer says, "Mary, if any of which <laughs> most of these are written just to me because, as we mentioned last time, Kirsten requested that people not tweet at her <laughs> until said, she sees no, the episode. I said, "Please don't tweet at me before Friday because I can't watch it until Thursday and I don't want to get spoiled on Twitter. Right? If I haven't, so they did a great." job i deserve to get spoiled so i appreciate everybody i appreciate this i just want to point out if anyone's like why are they not also tagging yeah but you could literally have just said kirsten and mary and just said it instead of making a point to like it's apparently not okay that i don't want to get spoiled on the show tom palmer says mary if any of betty's friends were willing to kill principal honey she totally would wouldn't she yeah I literally think Betty in real time would have killed Mr. Honey if the friends were down. Nah, I I just don't, I don't think she would actually have it in her. I think she would be like, yeah, let's do it. And like maybe even come up with a plan. But I think that when it came down to brass tacks, she'd be like, I can't do this. I just really yeah. want someone to snap something out of her. She's just too much. Tom Palmer thinks this is the best season finale ever. We'll come back to that. I agree. Wait, like ever, ever or in Riverdale ever? In Riverdale, obviously. Come on, Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to come back to that because I have thoughts. We have more questions about that. The CPA 25 says, is it too early to award, and this is not a calculator, remember, Uh, says, is it too early to award emeritus, what does emeritus mean? Doesn't emeritus mean like, like when you're dead? Yeah, that's what I thought. No. No, the former holder of an office. Okay. Um, Sorry. Weird how (laughs) you both leapt to death. Is it too early to award the emeritus principal honey the most normal Riverdale character ever? Yes. I do you I don't know if he's is he more normal than Pops? He Pop sold his his chocolate shop to Hiram Lodge. Yeah, because he was going to lose it. He was going to go out of business. I think Pop. Yeah, but then he also covers he covers up for Veronica for having the speakeasy downstairs. Yeah, because he's worried about getting fired. No, I don't think he can win. Pop is just a wage slave, and I feel bad for him. I think it's really close. They're both very normal. I think Pop is the most normal character in Riverdale, whereas Principal Honey is the most normal character. From outside of Riverdale to like come into Riverdale and be like y'all are crazy. It's it, it's close, but Pop's been around longer, so I would need to see more of Mr. Honey. Plus, he could easily go crazy. Well, in the next I would couple also episodes. say we have seen more Honey than Pop That's in general. That's what I was thinking. But I could name like a couple things that Honey has done that aren't normal, like yeah, killing Reggie's, Reggie's car, car and taunting him about his father. That was in the story. <laughs> no, that happened actually. Oh it, like, no, I blocked that out. Okay, that happened. Actually actually the hurting his car no the car did but i don't think he act did he actually taunt him about his dad well i think he i mean he definitely like mentioned it to him i think he said something like oh do you think that you're funny are you trying to like cover up from the fact that your father abuses you like i just feel like he didn't say it like in a nice way well yeah it's not an he should have called child protective services so that's not normal should have so anyway more points for pops 
Tom Palmer also says, the three staged videos were Betty hitting Jughead, the Blossom killing, and Jughead's book recreation. Also the one of Midge. Yeah. Is Jughead's computer tapped? Does that point to Brett who gave him the new computer? Or is it possibly Betty is secretly the voyeur and doesn't know it because she keeps forgetting it? That's a crazy theory. I think if Betty was the, the voyeur, I think that she would, like, there would be more evidence. We would have found little pieces of things throughout the series of her being like, Betty, why do you have these VHS tapes? Right. Like, stuff like that. Well, and Jughead wouldn't have to ask if there was an AV club because Betty probably would have been a part of it or something. Right. Yeah, so I don't know about that. I I definitely agree with the Brett tapping Jughead's computer. That part, 100%. The Betty theory is cuckoo bananas, but I respect it. Yeah. I feel like it's not as crazy as some other, like, I'm thinking of Gossip Girl and, like, the way Pretty Little Liars ended and how it's just, like, these offhand people. You're like, it could never have been them. Like, why would it be these people? So I feel like that's, like, kind of closer and and could actually make sense rather than, like... You're right. Gossip Girl is, like, the craziest I still think Charles is involved. Like... I guess like this we just got points just to yeah. one scene of Charles and Chick in prison, and we I never got so anything. Also, I tried to go back and rewatch that, but I can't because the CW online only shows the last most recent five episodes. So until it's on Netflix, I can't go back and rewatch it because I want to know exactly what was said in that scene. They said that yeah, I love you. I'm pretty sure. I know they said that, but what else did they say? Something like "Ooh, you infiltrating the family." It's finally wor-. like I. I just want to know if we if we got anything else. No, I, I don't I didn't think know. we really got anything from it which is why we kind of forgot about it for a while but i definitely think that if charles is not going to charles and or chick is not going to show up as being the bad guy in the next episode or two like i think he will eventually i still think that's going to happen and maybe the show is just going to forget much like it did about dropping the babies in the fire forget about polly and like the fact that she's in an uh, insane asylum right now i believe yeah so i know that like where she really shouldn't she should be in like therapy for having been in a cult but then she was under the huge thing the like strict orders because she attacked the nurse too right but she attacked i I still feel like the whole attacking the nurse and the evelyn and all of that i feel like is still somehow related to charles charles was just acting so creepy but i am gonna point out before anyone brings it up that during season three i insisted for many many episodes that fp was evil because of this one look that he gave during an episode the episode where right before alice sends betty to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and the Gargoyle King is like inside their house. FP like climbs in Betty's window and he gives Betty a really weird look while he's comforting Alice and I thought like he was the bad guy for a lot of the season because of that one look. So again we can't trust Mary's theories because she puts way too much into like looks that the characters give. Well it should mean something though. And also there should be a recording device inside the portrait of Veronica. Oh there still is. Don't worry. Is the Bonnui just gonna move is is Veronica just gonna take that portrait to wherever she goes to college and like set it up somewhere she has as a business there too she should symbolically burn that painting wait how would you just symbolically burn it you mean actually burn it yeah but like as like burning it as like a symbol of like burning her childhood and her upbringing but she okay, still loves her fine. dad so it's like I feel yeah. like she wouldn't do that yeah but she should. like but it's complicated especially if he's gonna die like yeah as of the last couple episodes so Tarm's like a good guy, so I don't know. No, he he murdered a guy last week. He's not a good guy. He was doing it to protect his daughter. Can someone give me a summary of what Archie's been doing all season? I kind of forgot. 
Has he done anything? Archie. He Archie, tried. Archie, Archie. He found out he wasn't going to graduate. He signed up his friends as a band. He was involved in the Jughead fake murder. He and Betty fake dated as part of that plan. Yeah, and this then is he all tried. the last like, three episodes. What happened before <laughs> that? What was the beginning of the season? Um, That was when he found out he wasn't going to graduate. But And then he was just there. <laughs> it just on something. What was his plot? I think you forgetting that we don't care about Archie. Yeah, thank right. you, Hannah. <laughs> Someone remind me what Archie did. I'm sure it was punching related, but I don't remember. Oh, I told yes, you, he, he had, tried. No, wait, no, Archie had the community center and he was trying to save the youth of oh, Riverdale yeah. from crime. Oh, right. his, his uncle came. <laughs> and then his uncle was there and then he had like a feud with like someone who normally had the kids running drugs and then now he's going to join the Navy. Okay, cool. I thought Veronica had been kicked out of Barnard. Did we skip over that? Um, <laughs> she back in? I feel like she I got kicked remember. out, but she back. Okay. But cool. maybe uh, maybe Veronica just won't go to school and she'll just stay in Riverdale. Ew. That's possible. Tom Palmer's rankings of voyeur theories are Betty in some form of an altered state. That's his number one. Number two are the Stonies. That, that's a good one. Number three are Chuck and Chick somehow. I think it's a combination of two and three. Yeah. Uh, four, the farm returns. No, I'm I do not. Think no. I will. No, not accept that. No. But do you think we're done with Evelyn? Or are we ever going to see um, Evelyn? Again? I think we'll probably see Evelyn again when it's convenient. Okay. Um, and then five is Penelope Blossom because it's always Penelope Blossom. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Honestly, not a bad theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a blossom. What up, Tim says? Paramecium Records is a C B N C. Oh, oh, look at that! Using close but no cigar as a uh, acronym. Acron- Love it. I CDMC. like how you have read this tweet before and just now put it together. What I did. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, awesome. I love it. For Amoeba Records, record chain in California. Thank you very much for that. Tom Palmer in a big ranking mood and wants us to rank the season finales. He has four, one, two, three. Okay. So this, now it's a little hard for me to rank season four because this wasn't originally supposed to be the finale. So I feel like it's a little unfair. I'll do it. I think it is four, two, one, three. I don't remember what the other season finales are. I don't rem- I don't remember, but I was thinking about ranking the seasons as a whole, and I was like, yeah, it's four and two are easily the top two seasons. So season one, the final episode was when Cheryl was trying to kill herself and Archie saves her from the ice. Yeah, that was bad. Season Season two is when um, Archie gets arrested uh, after the student body president thing. You're right. But that's like the absolute end. What else happened? Well, let me see. So Jughead survives his assault and FP reveals Fangs is alive. Oh, I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah, I liked four better, but I have four and then two. Honestly, though, I feel like they should have ended season two, the episode before, and just like let us think that Jughead was dead for a whole like break. Yeah, but that's not how Riverdale operates. I I do like the finale of season two the finale of season three was was what? bad that was when penelope like kidnapped- oh survive the night oh, that one yeah. was fun though no that was dumb and bad it was I the worst like of it. them all you're insane I, but i feel like
like on rewatchability, season one's isn't very fun to rewatch. Well, yeah, that's why I have it third out of four. Yeah, I definitely think, I don't know. I might personally, like I didn't love this episode. I, I just I did. didn't love this episode. I really loved but this episode. I think I had the most fun watching the season three one, even though it was the most ridiculous. I'm gonna I had go, the most fun I would like to go it. back to the podcast where we did not have fun. You are like putting fun on something that was not fun. Look, I think people need to understand that when I watch something and take notes on it and then podcast about it, I have less fun than when I just go back and like watch the episode. I have not rewatched that episode, but I have rewatched a lot of other episodes that are more fun for me. Or like the first two seasons of the show that I watched before podcasting, I enjoyed a lot. So I'm just jaded and old now, but I, I still think I still think the season one does not hold up as well. The season two is a little more interesting. I'm not sure about this one. So I, I'd probably put two first, then three, one, four. I don't know. Or maybe four, one. Maybe one's the worst. We can have different rankings. It's fine. I would say two, four, three, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think one's that great. Truck. What? That truck. Truck on Twitter says, truck, T-R-U-K says, yeah, I stopped. Why did you pause? You're just truck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you having a stroke? <laughs> truck, truck says, I stopped watching Riverdale like halfway through season three. Is it worth it to start watching again? No. I said but you no, should listen, just to, the listen podcast. to the podcast. I already replied to that tweet. Well, I'm going to mention it on the podcast. Hopefully you're listening, Truck. You got a great shout out. Okay, Caleb Trailer says, this was the worst episode of the season series, right? Not the strangest, but the worst. I'm kind, I mean, I don't think it's like the worst episode, but I did not like it. I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching it. I don't, I don't think about any part of this episode being like, oh, that was fun or funny. I think it was a bunch of teenagers acting very bizarre and like really cold hearted and talking about murdering the print. Like none of this to me was fun to watch or exciting. It didn't feel like Riverdale. It felt, it felt like a dream sequence, which I think it was supposed to. And I think that's why it was not supposed to be the finale because there was supposed to be a couple more sane episodes after it. Saying any episode of Riverdale is sane is the definition of insanity. Like this, this episode doesn't bother me but it feels very much in the same vein as like when shows do a noir episode or like a, you know, or like th- this felt closer to me like a musical episode. Nah. Because it felt like they were trying to do something interesting and stylized. So I didn't love it. And then they say, also, can you expand on the thought process that leads to someone writing an essay about murdering their principal for a college admissions application? No, we cannot. I can't because I don't get it and I don't think it's a good idea. I disagree that like he needs to write a, a murder story. He could write a mystery he doesn't need to write a murder this isn't a mystery it's just a murder the only thing like okay so when i was in grade 10 in our multimedia class our class is out of control and our teacher was like everybody sit down and write a screenplay right now like that's what you're doing this class stop talking just write something and so i wrote a whole screenplay about how our teacher was like a fascist dictator but like Uh-huh. So Kirsten has literally done this, basically. But I didn't write. But she didn't envision no, killing him. But there was no murder, and I was never like, "Oh yeah, I want to kill Mr. Nickel" because he told us to sit down and be quiet. I just was like, "Fascism." <laughs> I don't get it. Did you have to turn that in? Yeah, I got graded on it. Wow. I, ha- I It essentially was a one-woman show where I played every role. I do still have the DVD and no, you cannot see it. <laughs> the other thing is what this was written, this was not This was not a story. You don't read a book and halfway through it's like, but what you didn't know was Reggie died. We <laughs> killed him too. Like that's not, this is not a, a thing. Like, I could see like a chapter of a book starting with like maybe Veronica confronting them and then 
then it like gets slowly exposed that way but like it's just Jughead's a bad writer and he needs to give up on that dream and like I don't know go work at a movie theater again or something yeah but he's the first Jones boy to go to college (laughs) I think that going to college is overrated Matthew Huff says remember when Charles and Chick were lovers and working together whatever happened to that plot line also how are they going to incorporate the last three episodes of four into season five we need a prom episode for sure we would love to yeah so we talked about my theories for that one they're just literally gonna show the what the next three episodes would have been as the start of season five that's yeah and then i think we'll do a a title card with the time jumps type of thing and uh the charles and chick thing we're waiting on it i think it's still gonna happen or it could just be one of those things those unfortunate things that we just never get to know who's to know who can say we can't but we'd like to see it Zev was also responding to Truck earlier about the is it worth it to watch season four. They say, depends on your definition of worth it. I am highly entertained, but it's not because the show has raised its quality. So, yep, agree with that. And then Zev says, I tried to think of a question to ask, but really all I have is why. I've just started the last recap and I'm eagerly awaiting opinions on this tickling situation. Um, Hannah, do you have any opinions on the tickling situation? I don't like it at all. It's just like... Like, it's uncomfortable. I didn't like it when it started, and I don't like that it lasted more than one episode. Why? No. Also, there's no way that they can reasonably run... The fact that these children just think that they can run everything is infuriating. Yep, bad ideas all around. Nick Snow says, One, did Mary squeal in delight at the mention of fan fiction? I didn't, but I did note it. And I noted that Riverdale is one of the only shows that will mention, like, its own fan fiction in its show. That's... I also took note of it and then moved on. Yes, but I do. I mean, it's so weird to me. Like fan fiction is not something that has been in in the in the norm. But I did. I did take Kirsten's advice from last podcast, and I did go and watch Never Have I Ever. And they do talk both about Riverdale and fan fiction in that show. Great show. Ugh. Five five out of five stars. Watch the whole thing in like one sitting. Yes, it's so funny and good and wholesome and just like ugh, it's so good. Yes, surprisingly wholesome given the like first episode where you think it's gonna go so it was good i i enjoyed it fun times great job a plus mindy kaling nick snow also says is tom keller okay he looked not well yeah this was not the best showing of him in this episode i gotta say the meanwhile on him, not great mary's still calling him a daddy I will, because I think the daddies don't have to be hot in the present. They could have been previously hot. No, you can lose your daddy status. You can. You only slightly remember him taking his shirt off, and I don't recall that. So I feel like there's not really... It can't have been that good. You know who is a daddy? You know who is a real daddy? Chad Michael Murray, Edgar Evernever. That is a daddy. He is. He is is a deceased river daddy. daddy. Yes, he is. That is a daddy. I'm pretty sure he's also dead. But sure. And he's not dead in real life. Oh gosh. What if, no. What if they brought him back like dead body Jason? Ah! Dead body ever never. That's who they keep using for the recreation photos. It is the cult. No. Dun, dun, dun. Edgar ever never <laughs> is too slim to have been in. <laughs> yeah. That's also why I don't think it was actually Principal Honey. Because the guy looked a little pudgier. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Nick Snow says, The speech all about the great things Mr. Honey did for the school was definitely the writers agreeing with him being the most normal. Fair. Yep. Yes, he did. Get those students scholarship money. It's great. All right. Uh, Gregory McBean wants to know, can we do a power ranking of the four seasons? The seasons of Riverdale. So is this season better or worse than season... No, 
I know Kirsten doesn't like season one. Season four is my favorite season of the show. I, I think season four was entertaining for the most part. I liked a lot of it. I think season three is still the worst. Yes. Mm, I think I go four, two, and then three and one are really close. I think I'm going to put three above one solely because of the the highs and lows, the triumphs and defeats of high school football. So I'm going to go four, two, three, one. I think just based on like how much I enjoyed it when I was watching it, I liked two the best and then four and then one and then three. But four was close to two. Like there, I could probably interchange them. There's just certain things. Season two still gave me hope that this was going to be a somewhat normal show because like the Black Hood was still just a murderer. There was no magic, no cults, no other. It was still just all about like the jocks in Riverdale High versus the Southside Serpents. Is that silly? Sure. But that's like the kind of thing you get from shows. It was still like in its, in my comfort zone. So, and I think you'll grow to like season two more when we do our rewatch. I, two is in my top two seasons. Okay. Hannah? I So I really like season one. It's what got me into the show. So I'm actually going to go season one as my number one. And then uh, I don't really remember season two that well. So I'll go one, four, two, three. Yeah. Season three was bad. We can all agree on that. Okay, cool. So we also had some people reach out asking when we're going to have more episodes of season one and two podcasts coming out very soon. My plan is to get this episode out in the next couple of days for the finale and then probably within a week, I will have the next episode of season one. We've got a couple of those that we can churn out now for this off season. We're going to do it, guys. We're going to actually do it in the off season this time. Off season, we don't know how long it's going to be. I'll Could be a long it time. I'll believe I see it. It's going to happen. It's going to be good. Don't worry about it. We're going to have fun time rewatching season two, which we've already started rewatching. We've also got some more fun guests coming up for everybody. So hope you all enjoy that. This has been a very long podcast. I'd just like to remind everyone that you are more than welcome, especially in the off season, even more doing our season one and two podcasts to leave us some five star rating and reviews. If you have never checked out our rewatch of one and two, and you've only listened to the current stuff, feel free to do a rewatch. You got plenty of time. No new tv coming out so go back it's on netflix season four is about to drop on netflix you could do a whole series run if you wanted to for some reason but season one and two you only need to watch like an episode a week so you can keep pace with our podcast honestly you could watch an episode a month and keep pace right. with our podcast. Still probably keep peace with the podcast if, especially if you enjoyed hannah hannah joins us on those we go into some deep dives we do the first section non-spoilers and then we discuss some connections that we've made given what we have seen up through so now our more recent and stuff where once we get into season two we're going to be able to look at it through the whole perspective of everything that has come out in the show so far so please while you're listening to that feel free to leave us five star rating and review on itunes so we have a review from isabel from chicago that says i haven't caught up yet but I'm sick and tired of being shamed for not leaving reviews, so I'm here to say this is a very good podcast and I'm in a fun binge, even though I stopped watching Riverdale after season one. Thank you, Mary and Kirsten, for suffering through each episode so I don't have to. Thank Love you that. for finally coming through for the shame, and everyone else needs to follow suit because the shame and the guilt is going to get worse as time goes on, let me tell you. The only thing that's unfortunate yeah. about this review is that she's never going to hear it because she never watched more than season one. 
one. No, I think she's still listening to the podcast. Yeah. Oh. So it's great. Which is what legends nice. do. Isabel from Chicago, much like Mary Andrews. Okay. Stop. All right. She's not from Chicago. She just lived there for some period of Okay, time. everyone, that's all for this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in our coverage of season four. We can't wait to come back for season five. Or actually, we can wait. We can wait to come back <laughs> for season five, but we'll be back for season five. Never did we expect that this show would be on for more than like one season after we started the podcast, but here we are and it's turned into a thing. We're going to have some great guests coming up maybe over the summer. We'll see. We can't predict. Nobody knows. No, the future is uncertain think, right I now. I think that we will have a couple guests coming up quite soon. The person that I asked this week, who I think is going to be a phenomenal guest, was very excited to come on. So we'll record so that if you, soon. If you like our new series of spoiling people on Riverdale, then check that out because we got two of those up already. We have two of those up already. Yeah, we have two of three those guest up already podcasts. and we have two to three people in the can for more. You're right. So those are fun times. Until then, you can follow KowskiCast online at KowskiCast.com or KowskiCast on Twitter. That's cow with the K. You can also follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform and you can follow Kirsten at Kirsten Said What on every platform. You can also follow Hannah at HannahV.exe on Instagram. That's Hannah with one H and two N's. I, I miss the extra N's. I know, me too. If you wonder why we say it like that, please catch up with our season one and two podcasts and then you'll know. Yeah, how does it feel being outside of an inside joke, guys? Listen to our season one coverage. <laughs> yeah. All right, until next time. Bye. Sorry, my computer is telling me I need to free up space and I don't want the recording to stop. So I'm trying to uninstall something. Minecraft? Yeah, uninstall that. Oh, it's like PUBG and stuff. I gotta uninstall these. I'll reinstall it later. Somebody come get her. She's dancing like a stripper. That better be the ending.